Hello everyone and welcome to Love in Your Life. This is Dola, your host. Um, last week we um, spoke about the difference between blame and responsibility and I, I, I think it's such a big topic. I want to devote another episode to the subject because I want to be clear about what I, I talk about responsibility a lot and the reason I do is because I have some personal experience with um, the idea of blaming versus taking responsibility. One is putting the onus on an external source uh, for your behavior, for your circumstance, for whatever, and that is blame. And the other is really, it's really a more empowering notion of accepting responsibility for whatever you're living with or whatever has happened in your life because you are in control and you are, as they say, responsible. You're able to respond to the circumstances, to whatever comes your way, right? You have a choice on how you choose to respond. You don't have a choice always in what happens, right? Because um, sometimes things come at Things come to you, come at you, and you need to figure out what you're going to do about it, how you're going to respond to those things that are coming at you. So the the distinction is very critical, and the reason it's critical is it it has to do with your happiness or your unhappiness. So I want to read you a quote from someone I respect greatly, Wayne uh, Dyer. He's passed now, but he was one of the people that I listened to and read um, quite a bit. Uh, I still read him. Uh, his his material goes on, his his reading uh, material, his books, his, um, I even saw him in person one time at uh, Lilydale and, and, and uh, you know, outside of Buffalo. And um, he was very inspirational. He was very, um, I, I considered him one of the greats uh, in terms of my learning uh, my Course in Miracles, he's a Course in Miracles student, and all of the beliefs that I have uh, were consistent with what he taught. So I really had a great deal of respect for him, and he, this is one of his uh, quotes. He says, all blame is a waste of time. No matter how much fault you find with another, and regardless of how much you blame him, it will not change you. The only thing blame does is to keep the focus off you when you are looking for external reasons to explain your unhappiness or frustration. That's the key word, right? The external. You're looking for an external reason to explain why you're unhappy or frustrated. And so the onus you place outside of yourself, external versus internal. He says you may succeed in making another feel guilty about something by blaming him, but you will not succeed in changing whatever it is about you that is making you unhappy. So that's what the essence of what I'm talking about when I when I explain the difference between blame and responsibility. A lot of people uh, confuse the two or they think that when I say you are responsible for your circumstance, they think that I am blaming them for their circumstance. But like I said, blaming always looks back and it looks out, not in and not 
in the moment, the present moment. It looks back at history. And um, I don't think that that's helping anything. I don't think that's changing anything. I think it's just keeping you frustrated and unempowered and in a source of unhappiness, in a place of unhappiness. I'm sorry. So, I, I mean, we all, you know, we all want to be happy. And that will keep us uh, in a place of um, total, you know, um, unhappiness. I, I feel as though if you just looked at it from a place of empowerment, how empowered are you to say, I am responsible for this? Because the suggestion is, I can change this. And as Wayne Dyer says, it won't change you to blame somebody because what you're basically saying is, I'm a victim of you. What you do has an effect on my happiness, my unhappiness, and I'm not able to change anything because, because of you, because I'm looking outside myself for the blame for my unhappiness. I'm not looking inside. I'm not taking responsibility. I'm not taking the bull by the horn, so to speak, and saying, I know how to change this. I know how to make myself, you know, empower myself. I know what I have to do to change things. I take responsibility and I therefore become responsible and I can respond to what happens in a way in which I guarantee that I'm not going to be unhappy, that I'm going to feel empowered and therefore happier. So I, I, I kind of I thought it really, um, really warranted a further conversation about it, a further thought about responsibility. I, I do write it often um, in my work. I do visit this idea of responsibility. Um, when I wrote my last book, the one of the, um, the one of the subtitles that I chose had to do with um, responsibility for our life circumstances. Um, that, you know, depending on the way you choose to look at something can determine whether you are uh, happy, unhappy, um, feeling like a victim, you know, remember the line, you are, there are no victims, there are only volunteers. I love that line too, because um, to the extent that you want to be a victim, you can, you can volunteer for the the, the um, victimization, but you don't have to. You can say, I know what to do about this, and I don't have to feel victimized by the circumstances or by the person or by this, you know, job that I have or by what somebody said about me. I can choose to, to be responsible and respond and respond in a different way that, that guarantees my happiness, guarantees my my peace, right? Uh, no one can take away from you. Um, it, that no one can take anything away from you. In fact, you can't give anyone what you don't give yourself first. And you can't hurt anyone without hurting yourself first. That's another one of my beliefs that I stick very closely to because you know, if you're thinking, well, I'm going to hurt this person because I'm angry at that person, you know that you can't do that without hurting yourself at the same time or or first. And that's how it goes. It just it just is the way it goes. And that's why you can't 
make somebody unhappy before you uh, until you make yourself unhappy. Um, so if you're throwing stones, you're really throwing stones first at yourself before you hurt somebody else with a stone. I mean, it just it just if you look at everything, it's so focused on your 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 internal mechanisms being strong, being empowered, being understanding that you're in control of your happiness, of your success. And you know, I I I have another thought that goes kind of goes along with this when I talk a lot about um, you know doing what you love and honoring the the space that you were intended to have in this you know experience called life and you know the soul's code you know uh, uh, James Hellman saying that you came here encoded with your purpose I believe all of that I really do but here's the thing. I keep focused on what people should do, what they came here to do, and you should know what your personality and your style is so that you could get more in touch with who you are internally so that, you know, if in fact you became very uh, diverted from it because of, you know, some circumstance in your life and you're not in touch with who you really are and you've been so inauthentic for so long, you're, you're sort of like so far away from who you really are, you can't identify it anymore. So you really don't, you're not in touch with that person that you were supposed to be. And so you're so far removed from it, you, you know, went down a wrong road or whatever. Here's the thing. I do believe that you came here for a purpose. And I do believe that you should stay in your lane. Once you understand enough about yourself, your internal awareness is such that you can identify your lane. You can say, this is what I'm kind of focused on because I know who I am. I know what my personality is. I know what my needs are. I know what my my best um, self is. You know, this is my best self that I can give in this particular um, you know, lane again, um, you know, field, whatever, you know, career, uh, <clears throat> whatever. I do believe that. And I will never, uh, never not say that there is a purpose for everyone because I do believe there is. And I do believe that we are very fortunate if we get that message early in life and stick to it and pursue it with that passion that we have. But not all of us can. So some of us are very diverted for a very long time. For one reason or another, it doesn't matter, really doesn't. All it matters is that we get there somehow, some way, even if we take a circuitous route and, and involving many, many detours. You know, it doesn't matter. But here's the other thing that I thought of the other day. When I heard someone speak, actually, I thought, you know, <clears throat> sometimes people pick a lane they go down a certain path, they're pretty sure that this is the path that they were intended to take because this is where their skill set is. This is where they sort of are, um, you know, where they give their best self, where they where they shine. And, you know, this is what they were t- intended to be. They have some degree of passion for it, whatever. But while they're pursuing that, the interesting thing is there are many, many stories that say, yes, I was pursuing this. And I thought that's where I was supposed to be. But guess what? Something came to me. I decided, well, let me flex and go with that. And they ended up passionate about what they flexed about. So here's my thought about that. 
you know, it's great to have a passion. It's great to know your personality, to be in touch with yourself, to be authentic all the way through. There's no question. But there's also something about being open to the possibilities, you know, to not being closed and saying, this is the only thing I want to do for the rest of my life. Because if that is, well, that's great if that was your story, if that was your intention, if that was your passion, if that was what was, you know, what was intended for you this time on your earthly experience. But sometimes your passion arises out of places that you wouldn't ordinarily have been had it not be been for you choosing a certain place and time and so-called passion. So so I guess the lesson is, you know, go ahead and pursue what you believe you were intended to pursue. There's there's I'm so focused on that and I want that for everybody. I mean, I really do. But even thinking about my own story and and I'll I'll kind of end with that, but um but but being open to the possibilities makes sense to me. And the reason it makes sense is cuz I'm hearing so many stories about people serendipitously, so to, so to speak, coming across something while they per, were pursuing something they really believed they were intended to pursue. And something pops in the middle and, uh, you know, and it's almost like it was meant to happen because you were really truly focused on what you truly believed you should do. Not that you were in a dead end job and you hated it, but you were kind of just, you know, unconsciously going through life. It doesn't come to you that way. <laughs> it comes to you when you really believe you are focused and you are in the lane that you're supposed to be. You know, you're making a contribution. You're happy. You're you're successful, whatever, whatever. But something pops in. There are two examples of this I'll leave you with. Remember our friend Lindsay, who left college and then, you know, after undergrad, went to work in New York City in a financial um, uh, arena and did very well financially and otherwise, okay? She made a lot of money. She was living in New York. She was living the life, right? She was young. And then she started to be asked to train inside of the arena that she was in, this this um, investment arena. And in the course of training, she discovered that she really liked the training piece. She was liking her job. She was loving making money. She was kind of happy doing what she was doing. She was really smart and she was able to do it and they recognized her talents and kind of gave her more and more responsibility. One of which was, why don't you go and train, you know, uh, internal training, of course. And maybe there was some external training, but in any event, she was training and fell in love with the training aspect and decided to become a teacher and went and got her master's degree in education and is now a very, very passionate teacher. Does she make what she made when she <laughs> left her finance job? No, she doesn't, but she's happy. And I, I talked to her recently and she said, yeah, I would have never, never guessed that. But when I realized it, I realized I was making the decision that I was supposed to make because I, I would never have been this happy in that other life. And um, as far as me, I, I took teaching as a career path because I didn't really have another idea of what I should be when I grow up. And although it didn't turn out that I'm still teaching and in, in an educational setting, children, 
okay, because I was a special ed teacher. I thought I was going to go into administration and started to pursue a PhD in administration. And I realized in the course of that time that I was, you know, really being asked to teach adults here and there with, you know, various career career transition stuff and whatever, you know, was always training people to do something, uh, write a resume, go to interview, do this, do that. And then I was teach, you know, kind of educating on, uh, you know, HR work uh, with, with search and, you know, executive search and all that. And so I'm still teaching today. So really, in a sense, I, I was I was on the right path in the beginning. It's just taking taken on a, a nuance that I didn't expect. So I did stay open. I know I did because I kind of am an open person. And so in the course of teaching and then getting, you know, pursuing further education and coming into contact with this offer from, you know, uh, the business arena to come and train in another fashion, I left the program so that I could do that full time and I'm still doing it. I mean, I'm training on you know, podcasts, I'm writing books, I'm doing, in a sense, communicating. Maybe the word isn't training, but it's communicating and it's kind of the same thing because I do, you know, read to learn so that I could teach, <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. Anyway, those are my two um, takeaways from from uh, the whole responsibility thing. I just, I want to make, I want to emphasize that um, that's really the only way um, is, you know, not to blame and not to look at people or things and say that was, uh, you know, that was the cause of my unhappiness, but to take charge of your happiness because you're the only one that can make you happy. You're the only one that can take charge of that aspect of your of your experience. So, so remember, guys, I have to leave it here, but only to live with love in your life personally and professionally. Until next time, everyone, thanks for listening.